give you those memories. If I could prove that I was right and that, that what I believed for so long was wrong. Is that what you really want? Welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And this week we are talking Season 5, Episode 13, Patient X, and 14, The Red and the Black, which we'll get to. I don't remember if I usually say both at the, same, at the beginning. I don't think I do. Anyway, this episode aired March 1st, 1998. It was written by Chris Carter and Frank Spotnitz. And directed by Kim Manners. And the plot of this episode is that Mulder is in full disbeliever mode when he meets a multiple abductee, Cassandra Spender, who tells him there's trouble with the aliens. Her son is also an FBI agent and tells them to back off. But Scully feels drawn to Cassandra. Several incidences of abductees (laughs) getting burned keep happening and no one knows what's going on. Yep, that's it. Okay. That's the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's the episode. Um, so, yeah. We start like we always do with a view of space and a voiceover. It's And immediately, it's a Chris Carter Mulder voiceover, which <laughs> I'm not a fan of. It's just like, we can't get one that's just like, doesn't open like this. It mm-hmm. has to open like this. right? And... He's muttering on about God and religion and blah, 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 science, blah, blah. I don't really care. No, nobody cares. One of their words called opens easily. Yeah, you really don't need to listen to the words that Mulder is saying. You just need to watch what's about to happen on screen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's always the same music cue, too, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mark Snow's like, say no more. I know exactly what you want right now. Exactly. Anyway, back back to like the actual, you know, storyline <laughs> is that we're in Kazakhstan and there are some boys and they see something in the sky and they're like, oh, wow, we should tell everybody else so that we saw this thing in the sky. But instead, they just see like a bunch of burned out cars. Yeah. They see somebody on fire and they run. And then one of them gets caught by this uh, person who has like skin over their eyes and their mouth and then the other one gets away and uh then we get the credits it's still a sucky cold open yeah even with like actual action yeah we gotta rate the cold opens once we finish the podcast oh that could be fun five best top five worst yeah you know Mm -hmm. i don't know we'll see i feel like i'm just gonna have us rate too much stuff i don't know we'll see (laughs) Just feel like let's rate everything that we just experienced. <laughs> <laughs> Top ten list, go. <laughs> it's, it's the morning and we see all the burned cars, and I just was like, Vancouver is so pretty. Like I can't believe we're leaving it at the end of this season. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about that the other day because it's been it's been very cold and rainy lately. Yeah, and we'll get into it in our bonus episode, which will chronolog. Uh, David Duchovny's feud with the city of Vancouver over their weather. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, it it's very pretty when it's not raining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes it's pretty when it's raining. Yeah, totally. But Marita shows up, and that's really fun. I have, I, you know, I was going to say missed her, but she doesn't do that much. It's just like, I like Lori Holden. I mean, I'm happy that she's happy here. anytime Lori Holden shows up. Like, I see her name in the credits, and it's like, yes, more Let's Lori go. Holden. <laughs> Always. And she's, you know, checking out what happened. She she brought her UN crew. And meanwhile, Crycheck finds the kid that managed to not die and witness the attack. And poor Dimitri just gets used as a pod by Crycheck and by other people. Mm-hmm. But we see a bunch of burned bodies, and then we get the then we get a bit of a showdown between Crycheck and Marita Kovarubius. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got Marita speaking Russian. <laughs> we do. I wrote, confirmed that she's a spy. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, you know, they're, you know, arguing. She, he's just like, I know who you work for, and it's not the UN, and you better go tell them what happened. <laughs> and she's like, what did happen? <laughs> Crycheck is, like, so annoying in these episodes. I'm so over him. There's, like, one Crycheck moment I like. But it's in like the next episode. Oh, I was gonna say because I loved to uh, tell them to kiss my American ass. <laughs> that was good. That was good. It's just I don't know. He's just like so douchey that like anytime he's on screen, it's just like kind of hard to tolerate for me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I he he doesn't have the same rat quality that he because he he's like a player now. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Because before he was just like a rat that like right. had to. F- swim through turbulent water to survive got locked in a bunker for like months right (laughs) before you know he's a rat you know rats gotta eat cheese right but like now he's just like now he works for the russians like secret project with the black oil and he turns on them and then you know (laughs) it's like a whole thing was it a, the most dangerous man is a man with no loyalty or something? I don't know. Like, that's just Crycheck. Like, that is Crycheck. He only has self interest. Yeah. So then we cut to, we're in like Massachusetts and there's like a, a panel uh, about aliens. And we're watching this older woman talk about her experiences and that the aliens say that she's like an acolyte. And she's here to spread the good news about aliens. And they're, like, not actually being weird or anything by testing on us. And it's like, hmm, I don't know about that one. (laughs) But she is patient X, the titular patient X. And Mulder somehow finagled his way onto this conference, which is interesting. Yeah. Because I did make fun of Stephen King for thinking that Mulder would speak at, like, an academic conference. And now Chris Carter, I guess, does have him speak at academic conference. Chris Carter was like, wait, like, no, that's a good idea. Let me take that idea. <laughs> yeah, like he's not suave, but he would like kind of fringe-ish science people. Yeah, sure. He, he, he'll, he'll ride with them. But everybody else, it's like, nah. <laughs> but Mulder is miserable because I don't know maybe he accepted this before he decided to stop believing you know mm-hmm. yeah he just is like just yeah being a wet sandwich I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's it's so funny because it's like 
he would totally vibe with this. And now he's just like being mean to the people that like right. really liked him. Right. And liked his work. Yeah. These are his like former supporters. And here he is just like telling them that they're all wrong and crazy. Like, I don't know. Like everyone else on the mm-hmm. panel is kind of rightfully upset at him. Exactly. Because he's not even really bringing anything else to the table besides just like, you're wrong. It's just like the government did it. It's a government conspiracy, and it's like... And it's dumb if you think otherwise. Bye. Yeah. And everyone's like, okay. (laughs) I like the move of making Mulder a doubter. It's like, you know, spice it up. Mm -hmm. The show's been on for a while. You kind of have to, like, figure out, uh, like, new angles, Mm -hmm. or other, you're, like, treading water, but... Like, why is he a dis- disbeliever now, but not, like, when he's, like, Ponce de Leon and, like, the other, like, Spanish colonizers or, like, Mothman now? Like, w- like what? Where's the line being drawn here? <laughs> right. I just, like, I think that Mulder being a disbeliever could be done in a really interesting way. But I think, like, in these episodes, he just comes off as a dick. Like... I don't know if, like, it's the direction that David Duchovny is receiving or if they just really intend for him to just be an ass to everyone. But, like, that's how Mm -hmm. it's coming off, is he's just being an ass. It's not even Mm -hmm. really, like, Mm -hmm. adding anything to his character in an interesting way that I think it could, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then he's like, you know, like, if if you believe hard enough and you look hard enough, like, you can convince yourself of anything, which I think is, like, true. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, like, really prescient for the moment, you know? Right. <laughs> like, if you want to believe some crank theory, like, you look hard enough and, like, it's going to be... You can make it true. Like, you can just find all the evidence you need mm-hmm. for it to become true. Like, you see that a ton on, like, the right wing, the American right wing of, like everything gets filtered into like there's another explanation other than the one on the surface right exactly (laughs) but he's like getting booed by the crowd which is incredible (laughs) yeah well they're not like full they're like grumbling they're not like boo but they are like muttering and kind of Mm -hmm. voicing their displeasure in that kind of way right and afterward, he happens to run into uh, Dr. Verber, who does who did his regression hypnosis like five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I thought we were going to have fun. And, and you're here saying that you actually don't believe any of the stuff you used to believe anymore. He is patient X's doctor. Mm-hmm. And so he invites Mulder to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And I also like his um, his line of. So you and I have just been advocates of insanity all along. <laughs> and Mulder's like, mm. <laughs> uh, Rat Boy has gotten the um. See, I feel like I can't even call him Rat Boy. I feel like he's not, he's not Rat Boy now. He's he's a Rat King or something. I don't know. Yeah, he is Rat King. <laughs> but he he took the boy and he you know tortured him and got the information he needed. And he's like, I'm done with him. Y'all can just do your experiments on him now. And they're like, he is a child. He's like, I. I don't ask. I don't care. And the other guy's like, I have, you know, instructions. I have orders. And he's like, well, now you have new orders. So why don't you just shut up and do it? <laughs> it's just like, oh, God. He's he's such an ass. He is. He's such an ass. He is, for sure. He does steal the vial that is the uh, vaccine. Mm-hmm. 
and then leaves. And then Mulder finally gets to meet Patient X, whose name is Cassandra Smender, which I feel like they haven't committed on whether they're going to call her Cassandra or Cassandra. I feel like they switch a lot. Yeah, they do, actually. But, you know. But it's, uh, she is played by Veronica Cartwright, who is, uh, I think she's well-known from stuff I've never seen, like Alien, The Birds, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, all stuff I have. No, I have seen Alien, I think. I don't remember her, but I have seen it. Yeah. She was nominated for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Drama Series for this role. I think she's really good, honestly. Like, she's she's not bad. I I really like her in this episode. Yeah. I think she's she's like a really good character for this episode. And like her scenes with Jillian are really great. So Yes. Yeah. She's like connecting like what the syndicate is doing to like what Mulder and Scully are doing in that kind of way. Or like she knows because she hangs out with the aliens. Yeah, like they're, totally. they're best buds. Yeah. Yeah, no, they are best buds. She's like <laughs> besties <laughs> yeah, for the resties. They did steal an unborn fetus from her, but otherwise she's chill. forgiven them. She's like, that's okay. They're great healers. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty funny. <laughs> when I mentioned in Demons that I think there was a character named Cassandra for the exact same reason that character in Demons was called Cassandra, mm-hmm. it's this Cassandra. Right. The prophet no one believes. Exactly. That is her exact role. Yeah, they Chris Carter is like cribbing his own show. Yeah, they literally <laughs> called her the prophet. Like, call her the prophet in this episode, too. <laughs> Yes. And she's a she's a big Mulder fan. And it's like, bitch, I get it. You know what I mean? She's, she brings <laughs> up Dwayne Barry. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Incredible. Deep cut. Yeah. So that's her favorite episode, too. OK. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's like, no, I know your work. I've been studying you for a while. Yeah. And he's she says, like, that story saved my life, which is in very interesting for tons of reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're probably pretty obvious. <laughs> but Mulder's like, mm, I don't think you're going to like me as much as you like those stories. And yeah. his, his his line delivery of that and like the kind of smirk he has, I find very charming because like, I think it does a lot of storytelling for us, you know, like. Right. <laughs> I like Cassandra because like on top of all the stuff she does, like pushing the mythology forward, she also like is an actual, like, representation of, like, what propagating this, according to, like, Mulder's belief at this point, propagating the myth of aliens have, like, a real lasting effect on people. Right. Which he has seen someone this has had a real lasting impact on. (laughs) And so she just, like, talks to him. She's like, okay, look, like, the aliens, like, are in war. Like, we need to help. Something's gone wrong. And he's like, okay, first of all, like, you should just stop believing this. You should check out of this hospital. Like, you should go live your life. <laughs> and he's just like, dude, you aren't listening. You know what I mean? Right. I think it's interesting how, like, the first thing he asks her, too, is if she's there voluntarily. And she's kind mm-hmm. of like, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> that thought never really occurred to her. Like, I don't really like, like, skeptical Mulder that much. Because, again, I think he mostly comes off as an ass. But I think, like, I really liked this interaction, especially, like, that he opened with, like, are you here voluntarily? Like, or are you being, like, you know, like, controlled or influenced heavily by Dr. Werner or whatever? Um, yeah. Yeah. It is interesting, though. He's just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like. 
okay, well then leave and accept your whole life has been a lie and just go live. <laughs> she's like, it's easy. He's done it. Look at him. She's like, what? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the poor kid gets black oil. Yeah. Um, I did find out they got this effect by making oil pour out of his mouth and nose. Oh, and just doing and it just backwards. Yeah. That footage. Yeah. Makes sense. I just wrote the stupid black oil again. Um, and then we get a return of the jailer from Tunguska Terma, mm-hmm. um, who I guess is in charge that Krychek has just told everybody to ignore. <laughs> and so he's mad. He's like, okay, what do they kid know? And the guy's like, uh, Krychek was the only one that <laughs> interrogated him. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what he does. Right. And of course, Krychek's long gone and the kid's long gone. Mm-hmm. And Krychek and the kid are on a boat and Krychek had sewn... The kid's mouth and eyes shut um, to keep the black oil in him to infect anybody who tried to take the kid without his permission. Right. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Evil, evil man. Evil. He's on his evil shit. He is. <laughs> he's in his. He's on his. He's on his villain era. He's in his top tier villain era too. It's just like because <laughs> he doesn't have a villain. <laughs> yeah. Just lawful evil all the time, all the way at a level ten, just blasting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Meanwhile, Scully gets caught in the hallway by a guy named Jeffrey Spender, who is played by Chris Owens, who you would recognize from Musings of a Cigarette Smoky Man, mm-hmm. where he played the Smoky Man, a young Smoky Man. <laughs> and I'm going to be real with y'all. When I first saw him in the show, I just didn't connect it because that's just what they do. Like, they just hire, they have like a whole crew of Vancouver actors they hire, and like Chris Owens did a good enough job and like, Smoking that he got called back for like a couple of roles, you know, like right. one was playing a, a flashback and then he plays some uh, the creature in Postmodern Prometheus, which we didn't watch. And I always forget he plays him. <laughs> right, right. Even though his voice is pretty distinct. Yeah, I didn't even connect that. I was just like, oh, OK, it's this dude exactly. <laughs> but apparently uh, there was like a lot of talk, which we will get into in the bonus episode, but. They weren't sure if David Duchovny was going to be on the show oh. after. Uh, well, legally, he had to be on the show, I guess I should say. His contract went until, I think, season seven. Mm-hmm. But he was he was unhappy in Vancouver, which we'll get into. And so I think there was a certain amount of rumors about maybe um, Chris Owen taking part of Mulder's, of David Duchovny's role. Like I could see this having being a test for that. Yeah. Having Mulder and Scully like be in the show a lot less mm-hmm. and having like the other actors uh take up more of the show. Like more Skinner, more of this guy. Yeah, yeah. Spender. They need to think of more different names. They need to think of better names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Skinner Spender. <laughs> Scully. Yeah. Yep. There's like a lot of talk about that, but he just kind of brushed it off and he's like, I'm just here to, you know, work. I don't really concern, concern myself with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is interesting. This is like a lot of stuff. If you watch a show nowadays, you're not going to know like any of the behind the scenes stuff unless you are like me and you go online and you buy a 25 year old book from Amazon <laughs> <laughs> where they recap all the episodes and everything. Right. So that's what I'm doing here. I'm I'm doing all the hard work for y'all. 
but he's this is Cassandra Spender's son, and he's like, you know, I don't I don't really want y'all digging too much at this, you know. Mm-hmm. As you can as you could probably figure out, this is sensitive for me, and I want to be I want to earn a reputation. I don't want to be given one. We first meet him. He's like a respectable dude, you know? Yeah. He's looking out for his mom. He's like, she's a wonderful human being. She also believes that she's been abducted. I like that little dig at Mulder, like wanting to like build his reputation instead of being given one. Like, (laughs) good dig. Reputation. I have a reputation. (laughs) Right. And then we have a scene of the syndicate getting a, a PowerPoint pre- presentation, not actual PowerPoint presentation, but basically a PowerPoint presentation by Marita. She is presenting to the class about what she found mm-hmm. on her family trip to Kazakhstan. <laughs> and she tells him like uh, what she found and well-manicured man, my home dog, well-manicured man right. is there. Yeah. And he's like, these were mass abductions. And something is going wrong because we kind of get bits and pieces, but basically the syndicate (laughs) seems to be working with the aliens, which they keep calling the colonists. And so they say the colonist timeline isn't, they shouldn't be doing mass abductions. That's not in the timeline yet, but they're happening. Mm -hmm. And so they got to figure out why they're happening. And then Marita's like, well, Krychek was also there. And they were like, hmm, interesting. What does he want? Hmm, that little rat and boy. Speak, speak of the devil, and he will come, and he will call you. Exactly. <laughs> they summoned taunt, him. well-manicured man. <laughs> yeah. You say his name enough at a shady meeting, and he just knows, you know? Don't let you say his name three times in a bathroom mirror with all the lights off, and then he'll appear behind you. <laughs> yes, Exactly. What Krychek wants is, he says, I have the boy, he has the information. If you give me all the info you have on your black oil vaccine, you can have the boy. That's a big ask. Mm-hmm. And then we have maybe my favorite scene in this episode, which is Mulder doodling spirals at his desk <laughs> when Scully comes in. And she brings him a newspaper in which his face is on it, and he is doing his doubting routine for the newspaper. Mm-hmm. It, is he, like, on the front page, or is this, like, a crank newspaper that he made the front page? <laughs> I feel like it's, like, a crank, like, um, like, UFO people, like, newsletter newspaper, and not, like, an actual newspaper. Because, like, I don't think an he's on the, actual he's newspaper <laughs> would care enough about this. He's on the cover of the Lone Gunman issue for this one. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, or it could be like the the front page of like that section, so like a twenty something. <laughs> but anyway, and she's like, "Shouldn't this be me?" Like I thought this was my whole deal. Is I was <laughs> the one that doubted you, and you were the one that tried to convince me it was aliens. Shouldn't this be a picture of me, or is that you just having a little fun? <laughs> Got him. And I think like. As as much as I don't think the doubter routine is is done particularly as well as it could have been, mm-hmm. I do like the bit of like everybody else like struggling to figure out how to deal with this new Mulder. Like right. Scully is a, 
is pretty confused. She doesn't really know what to say. Yeah. And whenever she rebuts him and offers, like, the opinion of, like, a believer, they're both kind of, like, he is, like, really kind of prickly about it. And she doesn't feel comfortable in that role at all. Right, right. (laughs) And he's, like, defacing his own picture in the newspaper, (laughs) which is beautiful. She tells him what Jeffrey Spender said about his mom. And Mulder's like, no, Biggie, I don't want to talk about that woman. I don't believe her. She is a crank. She makes me look like I used to be a crank because I used to be a crank. <laughs> but apparently I'm not anymore, even though I'm also like, say, Ponte de Leon is a mothman or whatever the hell. <laughs> He's been doing that. Vam- I killed a vampire child. <laughs> but aliens is now where he draws the line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Scully sees, like, a lot of Cassandra's details match up with her. She has an implant. Mm-hmm. She was abducted at Skyland Mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, like, these are unavoidable. Like, Scully has spent the past three years of her life reorienting her belief system around right. hard evidence she knows about what happened to her. Right. And Mulder's just, like, completely flippant. It's, like, really <laughs> deflating for Scully, too, because it's, like... Previously, Mulder was, like, her biggest supporter in this, right? And But, like, now mm-hmm. he's just saying, like, no, I don't believe this woman who literally has the exact same story as her to an extent, like, you know? Yeah. And so then yeah. Scully feels really isolated, you know? Like, how can she say anything to Mulder about it? Exactly. And, like, Jillian is doing an incredible oh, job so doing good. like this. Mm-hmm. Like, some of her best work. Really? Like, yeah. She's always so good. Uh, but it, but I think it's really interesting for Mueller because, like, I mean, yeah, I think he's an incredibly stubborn dude. And I think that's the fun part about this. This is the part I like about the doubter thing. It's like, if you thought he was annoying because he believed in aliens, the show is like, no, 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 he is annoying, period. Right. He just happens to believe in aliens. Right. Like, honestly, the alien thing almost kind of, like, tempers it down a little bit, you know? Because, <laughs> like, without... He seems cool. Without that, he's just, like... A really annoying devil's advocate. He's that guy who always plays the devil's advocate and no one ever wants to talk to you because, like, he's just an ass. <laughs> Debate me, bro. Yeah. Like, YouTube Reply atheist guy. or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scully goes to meet with Cassandra. And Cassandra is like, oh, I know you, don't I? And Scully's like, no. It's like, Scully, how many times do we have to do this routine? <laughs> I wonder where she could know you from, Scully. <laughs> yeah I really cause like she's not getting any of this from Mulder but she goes to Cassandra and she is just like no like you're right you have that weird feeling like you have this feeling you wake up you you know you need to be somewhere and you don't know where it is you have that tingle in the mm-hmm. back of your neck and Scully's like I wasn't here to talk about any of that and she is terrified she mm-hmm. is absolutely terrified mm-hmm. and it's so good it's I love their connection cause I just Cassandra's like such soothing, like optimistic about the aliens is so different from the show's real ethos. Cause like, I mean, I think the aliens have been the bad guys, right? Like, right. Maybe not intent wise, but like in action wise, mm-hmm. right? Like they, they took all of her eggs. They gave her, she had a child that, I mean, like the aliens harvested the eggs or whatever. And the government probably did the other work but whatever you know what i mean yeah yeah no they're like they're the main bad guy in tandem with the government you know 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like this goes back to some of my favorite Scully work. Mm-hmm. Um, when like she she know like she doesn't want to believe something, but like emotionally she knows it's right. Right. And when she struggles with like what happened to her, like I always love that stuff, and I love that we're kind of getting that back and like. A, a kind of different way. It's not exactly the same. I mean, yeah, it's still a trauma for her. And, like, Mulder's being, like, so just the way he's being right now. It's like, she can't talk to him about this. Yeah, all. yeah. So, we see cars going up to Skyland Mountain. And some guy is, like, getting there late. And by the time he gets up there, he just sees all the burned bodies and cars. And then some guy, like, comes to try to... Get him to help him. And then he's just, like, weirdly staring at him. And it's just, like, are you going to, like, unlock the door or something? <laughs> like, what's good? He's just, like, dumbfounded, like, this guy's like, help me! And the guy's like, uh-huh? <laughs> it's just, like, so funny, like, how he just does nothing for this burning man yeah. outside of his car. And also the guy, like, knocks on the driver's, like... No, go to the passengers. You know what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to do here? Right. <laughs> Scoot over. You want me to get out of my... Scoot over. <laughs> let, me, let me grab the wheel. <laughs> but the people with no face are setting people on fire here, too. Mm-hmm. But we get, like... We just get another shot of that. The police show up to Skyland Mountain, and Mulder and Scully are there. And they don't know how they were burned... And they don't know if this is like, like a mass cold incident or what. But mm-hmm. they just have a bunch of burned bodies that were so severely burned. It's going to take a really long time to ID them. Yeah, like how Mulder walks up and is like, "Who are they? And what happened?" And she's like, "I don't know, but it's going to be a lot of <laughs> dental work in order to identify them." Exactly. She's like. Are you just not going to mention the fact that this is Skyland? Right. And he's like, mention what? What? Aliens don't exist. Why would it be relevant? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> I cannot have a conversation with him right now. He is like more annoying as a non-believer than he is as a believer. Oh, which yeah. Which you would think wouldn't be possible, but it somehow is. <laughs> and he he's just like doing Scully's routine, but like worse and more insensitive. Right. Like, way more insensitively. Which is, like, it's so interesting to me. Because, like, I like I mean, yeah, that's Mulder. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's like, some immutable traits about us. And right. I think for Mulder, it's that his, his whole deal about wanting to be right all the time right. <laughs> means him, like, honestly really inflexible. Mm-hmm. And I think he's so hurt by believing like he feels so foolish for believing this for so long Mm -hmm. he's taking it to like the extreme of like being really insensitive about even entertaining it anymore yeah it's like he's just taking all of the insecurity he feels about being embarrassed for being a believer for such a long time out on like literally everyone else around him and it's just making him like insufferable to be around the syndicate are in an even bigger flurry now that an attack like Kazakhstan has happened mm-hmm. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And they don't know what happened. They still don't really know who's doing it. Yeah, if they're if they're not the ones pulling the strings, then who is? Is basically their whole thing. Yeah, and, and one manicured man is like, 
look like there's clearly something is happening and we're not getting the whole story like the colonizer aliens are not our fucking friends like this is our chance to attack them Mm -hmm. or you know put up some sort of fight and cassandra's distressed because she knows these people and spender says that they were in a ufo cult together Mm -hmm. so i don't know i don't know if that's true she was I mean, I guess they were probably in a cult, but <laughs> it's also hard because, like, she is right. You know what I mean? Like, she's right. telling the truth, you know? Mm-hmm. So it seems like crank nonsense to outsiders. But, like, she, like, how am I supposed to orient my thought process about her of, like, whether this she was in a cult or whether she was just in, like, a group of people were that are the only people that know what the fuck is happening? Right. Like, was it a cult or was it just, like, other abductees, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Mulder and Scully get busted by Jeffrey Spender for talking to his mother after they asked them not to. But they were like, oh, no, she said she had information about what happened at Skyland. He's like, I asked you not to talk to my mother. Right. <laughs> she is not well. <laughs> right. But then we see a man go in her room and it's one of the guys from the syndicate. Meanwhile, Crycheck is just like yacht chilling on his boat, <laughs> and Marita shows up, and they start making out. Oh, it's and I like so uncomfortable. There's no way they want me to believe that these people are straight. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. It's just like I don't know. It's just like so violent. I don't know. It's just like yeah. Like maybe they're trying to do like a hate makeout, but I feel like whenever you do a hate makeout, it's still just I don't know. It's just is disgusting and. Also, just, like, really escalates, I think, too much. Like, when I was watching this, I was like, whoa, wait, wait, what? Like, what is going on? Like, it really threw me off and made me feel uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> it was just so out of the blue and gross. Just bad. Yeah. But uh, Marita does use sex to uh, steal the boy. So uh, girls her. do rock. And, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was really funny that... Um, like Crychuck like fell for it, you know? It's like mm-hmm. that's hilarious that it just took like one lady like making out with him and having sex with him for him to like mess up enough to leave the boy unguarded <laughs> enough for her to like kidnap him. <laughs> it's incredible. Like how the fuck did she even get him out? Like does she wake up first and then take the boy and Alex was just like dumbfounded? I like- I guess like I- I mean, he left the door to, like, the boys, like, cell open when they started making out. So she didn't even have to, like, break in. It was just, like, he was just, like, passed out or whatever. I don't know. Oh, my God. It's just absolutely incredible. And then, like, well-manicured man showing up with a gun. And he's like, where's the boy? And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) So funny. I stepped away for, like, ten minutes and now he's gone. (laughs) Marita Covarubias, the queen of the quickie. <laughs> She's like, I got shit to do. <laughs> She's had a quickie with both Mulder and Krychuk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mulder finds out that the victims at Skyline Mountain did have implants. So they were ab- abductees. He talks to some of the family and found out they have, they weren't in a cult, but they were, uh, did believe that they were abducted. And so. He's talking to Scully, and she just, like, very tepidly is just like, or 
I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for. Very gently, it's like, maybe you shouldn't be so quick to <laughs> dismiss Cassandra. Mm-hmm. And he's like going to answer the phone, and he just like stares at her, and he's just like, hello. <laughs> uh, see, Mulder, you can't, you have to become the believer again, because like Scully is not, she's ill-equipped for this job, you know what I mean? Right. But Marita calls. She tells him that she has this boy and she has evidence, et cetera, et cetera, about Kazakhstan. And she's like, you're aware of Kazakhstan, right? He's not, of course. No. Like, how is he supposed to learn about Kazakhstan, you know? They don't teach us shit in schools. Right. <laughs> but the kid is, like, pulling out the stitches. And um, so Marita does get got by the black boils. Yeah. So. That sucks. That really does suck. Yeah. R.I.P. to a queen. Yeah. What a way to go. That's not. That's not fun, Chris. What are you doing? It's not Chris dignified. And Frank, I hold you possible. Yeah. She needs a better. She needs a better chance than that. Yeah. She had so much potential. Especially like, I don't know if this is the first time we learned she's working for the Sage and Kit, but like to me, this is. A, it isn't. Yeah. Okay. But it's just like, you know... Like, it's just been a while. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I don't know. I feel like she could... Because she could have done more work. Like, she's the only woman in the syndicate, you know? Breaking glass ceilings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, Scully has left. And Mulder leaves to go to the payphone. Marita's not there. The boy's not there. He can't get a hold of Scully. So he ends up calling Cassandra's uh, hospital room. And Jeffrey answers, and he's like, who, why are you calling? And he's like, oh, I'm looking for Scully. <laughs> he's like, she's not here, my mom's not here. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> right. But we find out where both of them are, and it's that they wandered off to a bridge in Pennsylvania. Um, It's a beautiful bridge. Yeah, I love this bridge. Yeah, I'll put it on my list. I don't know if I'll, my list of places I visit in Vancouver. I don't know if it's even still there. But the kid is there. Scully is there. Cassandra's there. The syndicate lackey's there pushing Cassandra's wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Like a, the whole gang's together. A bunch of other people are there. Right. And there are bright lights in the sky. We see a spaceship. Scully finally seeing a spaceship. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's just so it has this like fun like lightness to it, even though like we do suspect what's gonna happen. Right. This is like Scully and Cassandra meet and they have just like this really nice moment mm-hmm. where like she reaches out her hand and everything. It's, it is really nice. And then the uh faceless aliens start showing up and burning people and we get hit with the to be continued. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dun dun dun. Man. And then we have season five, episode fourteen. The Red and the Black. This aired March 8th, 1998. And it was written by Chris Carter and Frank Spotnitz and directed by Chris Carter. I think I saw in one of my books that Rob Bowman was supposed to direct this, but then something came up and he says that Chris Carter was mad at him and that Chris had to direct it last <laughs> minute. <laughs> um, I don't really... There are like some really good shots in the episodes, but I feel like neither episodes directing like really stood out to me as like specifically noteworthy but yeah i'm also like someone who doesn't notice that stuff anyway i mean i i tend to pay attention to some of the stuff like that and i mean 
neither one were really exceptional in my opinion there wasn't yeah. any moments where i was like wow that's a really great directing choice yeah some of the stuff with like the alien lights were kind of cool but yeah i feel like we've seen it before you know yeah especially in um this second part of the episode and i'm not as into this second part of the episode as i was into the the first one mm-hmm. yeah i think i agree so the plot is that Scully survives the attack by the rebel aliens, but Mulder continues to not believe. The syndicate fight among themselves and struggle with what they should do with the captured rebel. The cold open is uh, slightly better as it's still kind of boring, but mm-hmm. we at least get a typewriter whirling around. <laughs> right. It's making me pay attention to what's being typed. I Yeah, I, I was mostly ignoring it. Because I don't remember it being noteworthy. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's something It's something about like a, a Navajo story about two... I'm just going to say... Two sons looking for a, like the weapons to destroy evil or something. I immediately knew what character was writing this as soon as it was being typed. <laughs> you didn't even have to wait for the end of the episode. Yeah, it didn't. I, I called it. <laughs> yeah, but did you know which son he was, uh, or which son, <laughs> which son he was sending it to? Uh, no, because this was my discovery that there were two sons. <laughs> so I guess the wrong um, son. There's allegedly two sons. Yeah, yeah. So it's cigarette smoking man. Mm-hmm. He's back, baby. He's he didn't back. die. He's just in a cabin in Canada. <laughs> yeah, and. He's writing a letter to his son, but then the son who gets it, spoiler for the episode you hopefully have already watched, <laughs> is that it was to Jeffrey Spender. So we find out Spender is Cigarette Smoking Man's son. Mulder's half-brother. Yeah, so if you also believe that Mulder is Cigarette Smoking Man's son, which they've heavily hinted at, and they have not confirmed nor deny whether Cigarette Smoking Man is Mulder's dad... But, you know, <laughs> probably. So that adds the fun thing of, like, are Jeffrey Spender and Mulder half-brothers? I don't know what Laura's doing. <laughs> there was a bug on my computer, sorry. My poor son wants attention very badly. I know, I saw him on the back of the bed. He was very cute while you were taking a break. Okay. He loves to sit there. Okay. You gonna lay down? Hey, Wyatt. You gonna lay down? Okay, now that my cat has joined me. Okay. And hopefully will not chew on the cords, even though he <laughs> loves to do that. Yes, they do. Okay, so, yes. Jeffrey Spender and Mulder are half-brothers. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it adds such a fun layer to the relationship. It really does, especially because, like, they don't know it yet. Yes. And the fact that, yeah... Okay, why don't you go lay down? So, we finally get a tagline. I love when we do taglines. Mm-hmm. But they've kind of become like, we're always going to go into the mythology. And right. sometimes for the Monster Week, but very unra- uncommon. But this one is uh, Resist or Serve. <laughs> I think that's solid. It's also the name of their PS2 game. It sounds like something someone would say on, on Drag Race, like... <laughs> like you must yeah, serve exactly. or resist I don't know something really weird <laughs> yeah 
Uh, I'm just picturing, um, I was trying to think of like a drag name for them, and I didn't come up with anything with Mulder, but I did for Scully. I don't know, like Dana Cunty Scully or something, like that, you know, <laughs> instead of Catherine. I love it. And it needs some work. <laughs> so we're at, the, we're at that damn dam and the bridge mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. That's in Vancouver. And the guy, Cassandra, is with his dad. And there's, like, victims, and, and Mulder shows up, and he's looking for Scully, and he sees just, like, a redhead being put in a body bag. And he kind of sadly stares at her for a minute mm-hmm. until Skinner shows up, and he's like, no, she's fine. She's being treated by the paramedics. Right. So he runs off. Mm-hmm. Does he call her Dana? I feel like I hear Dana. Because I don't think he said Scully. I don't remember, but it was kind of cute how, like, Skinner was also there, like, looking for her. <laughs> yeah, her voice. Mm-hmm. Teaming up, as always. And she needs to get evac and the paramedic is like, y'all need to get out of the way. Y'all are dead weight. I love this paramedic. She's like, get out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my cat just knocked over my mic. How rude. <laughs> Wyatt, enemy of the podcast. Yeah, he's just like, enough of this. Let's go sit on the couch. Yeah, he's like, what are you doing? Spinder also shows up shows up looking for his mom. It's also weird thinking of, like, Cassandra Spinder as, like, being married to Cigarette Smokey Man, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, like, like he's not... What happened there? He's not, I don't know, he's just not marriage material. Is Spender his last name? That's, like, not a good last name. I don't know. Yeah. Seems pretty lame. Did he like is this like his like fake family? Like is he just like lying to them about what he does? Like do they really know what he does? Like how did he get two sons in the FBI? <laughs> That's such a good point. I also have like a, how did a lot of unanswered questions. What's the age gap between Jeffrey and Mulder that they don't remember each other even a little? I mean, I guess I don't really know people when I was like three. Right. It's like I feel like Mulder's definitely older. Spender definitely seems younger. But it's like, I don't know, like, just I have so many questions. Yeah, so many. They don't get answered, so. Never. That's that's left up for the brain. Just fill in the blanks if you want, you know? Mm-hmm. But his mom's not there. Marita has been recovered by the syndicate. They found her on the side of the road, and she is still infected by the black oil. Mm-hmm. Scully is okay. She doesn't remember anything. And she sees it on TV and she's very confused. She was like, I was there? Really? Why? <laughs> and Mulder's like lifting up the bed. He's like, oh, like, I'll, you, you know, you went through something. You don't remember anything? I was hoping you'd fill in the blanks. And the nurse comes in and it's just like, you cannot be like elevating her. She needs her sleep. Like, right. leave her alone. All of the medical staff hates Mulder and they're based. Yeah, for that. they just, they're like passing around notes to all like DC hospitals. Like, if you see this man, <laughs> minimal contact, <laughs> call this man, <laughs> this, uh, assistant director Skinner. He <laughs> will keep him in line. If found, please return to Assistant Director of the FBI, Walter Skinner. Yes. But Spinner is pissed at Mulder Mm -hmm. and Scully, but he can't yell at Scully yet about how he thinks they're the reason that his mom was there. Like they thought he thought they took her because she doesn't she hasn't driven in forever. She's in a wheelchair. Um, 
So she's limited mobility and somehow got like 130 miles away from D.C. on some bridge where she's now missing. And like, of course, he's pissed, you know? Yeah. Crycheck is now in a position he's a little bit more comfortable with in that he is chained up, (laughs) you know? And so uh, well-manicured man is having a little chat with him. And he he does the thing he did to the boy where he puts a fill of sponge with water, mm-hmm. air quotes, and you, you know, squeeze it in front of them so they can get some water. But he's he's giving him piss, I assume, um, based on his reaction, Crytek's reaction to the the water he drank. But uh, Marita kind of fucked both of them over, mm-hmm. which is very cool, very cool. Very fine. Yeah, very girl boss. Good, for, good her. for her. And well manicured man is pretty desperate and he's like, Well, I don't think you would infect the kid if you didn't have the way to cure him, so you must have the vaccine. Crychick's like, You wanna save her? He's like, Well, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, let's just say he has a, a thing for pretty young things. Yeah. Cause he does. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well manicured man? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's there also was that, there was that other uh Dr. Concern. From whatever episode that was. I'm blanking. <laughs> but there's um there's a crash at the the is it the Y Camp Air Force Base? Unimportant. Mm-hmm. But the the aliens who were doing all the killing crash there. And so <laughs> one of them does get captured and the other one's dead. Yeah. Scully and Mulder are having a conversation at the hospital and, and Scully doesn't remember anything. But Mulder looked into these other these new victims and he realizes they're also abductees. So he's like, the government is doing this. They are like killing off test subjects. They're using the chips to as like a homing beacon to get y'all to show up in places mm-hmm. and then creatively killing all y'all. Mm-hmm. And Scully's like, but why? Like <laughs> And Mulder never has an answer really to that. I feel like that's his bread and butter of mm-hmm. knowing why and not how. Right. You know? Yeah. And he's just like, I don't know. I don't know yet. <laughs> and I, I, I like this scene. I, I think it's nice because Scully is just like, you know, when I met you, you all you had was your memories of your sister's abduction, mm-hmm. and I didn't believe your sister was abducted, but I trusted you and I followed you. And I can't do that anymore because I don't have any memories Mm -hmm. to trust or distrust. And I need answers. And I can't just say that the government did this. Right. And I I really like it. I think it was really nice to have Scully draw a line that they promptly ignored later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But for the time being, she has drawn a line and she has told Mulder, like, you may be in your disbeliever era, but I am still not sure. And until I get answers, I'm not joining you there. And yeah. he's a little pissed. And he's like, well, get your memories in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you'll believe that I've followed this hoax for the past five years. We have followed this hoax for the past five years. And it's like, man, he's so bitter about this. He's you know? like really on one. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. let up. And and Scully's is that what you is that what you really want? <laughs> mm-hmm. But since they caught that alien, they do find out that there's a civil war going on among the aliens, and that they 
they cover their eyes and their mouth and their ears to protect from black oil so no one will get infected by it. It's a resistance fighter. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of like gather around as Marita receives a vaccine they got from Crycheck. But it doesn't seem to work yet. <laughs> and then Scully goes to get uh, regressed hypnosed by Dr. Verber. <laughs> I think I've spelled Dr. Verber's name wrong in every single instance, instance in which I put it. Yep. Because I think it's like, I think it's German. I think it's like W-E-B. Yeah. Or W-E-R. B E R. Yeah. Anyway, I've spelled it so many different ways. <laughs> but Scully's like in this recliner that's connected to a couch, and she's just like, I don't think this is working. And then immediately it's just like, oh my God. And then Im- I love that so much. Immediately it's like Jillian Anderson is like <laughs> orgasming. Like, <laughs> just like, it's not subtle. Like, it's very just like. <laughs> What and then what do they think she this re- does? Like I don't know. It makes it <laughs> this seem very weird. And then she makes Skinner listen to it. I can't imagine him being like, hmm. yeah, Skinner <laughs> listening to this tape where Scully is just like orgasming while she's recounting <laughs> this regression hypnosis. This is where I'm like, this episode what to me were they cooking? right is like. Mm, not as good as the previous one because this direction choice is uh, interesting because I feel like she was directed to react this way like Mm -hmm. this like I don't really feel anything and then all of a sudden like gasping and having this like the awe and the ecstasy is connected yeah very strange strange choices (laughs) it just reminds me of that one blooper cannot remember which season it's in but -hmm. if you watch all the bloopers you'll find it but it's that one where like jillian is making some kind of like labored breaths yeah like and then david's like uh did you come (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of what this scene is like though it's like damn girl (laughs) like it's been a while or something you know (laughs) but she's recounting the events and they're kind of as we expected. The alien ship shows up, but it's the rebel ship. So they start killing people. And then another alien ship shows up and kills the rebels and then takes Cassandra aboard. And then nobody else remembers any of this. Like, that's the gist of what's happening. That's that's whatever. That's not important. What is important is that in her hypnotized state, she reaches out to grab Mulder's hand. Mm-hmm. Which I of course love. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, like my favorite scene in this two-parter. You know, I'm it's, it's, I'm a little surprised he didn't like swat it away with the way he's been behaving <laughs> these past two episodes. But it is really sweet. No, see, see, that's the response you get when you don't get Mulder. You know what I mean? Right. Because you don't you don't get Mulder. I get Mulder. <laughs> I don't get Mulder. You're right. <laughs> I think he he has like a very limited capacity of being supportive because of how he is as a person. So this gesture of support isn't foreign to him. It's just being asked to believe something he fundamentally doesn't believe Mm -hmm. is something he can't do. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because like he's he's supportive up until the point where like she, you know, awakes up and believes everything she just said. And then he leaves. So, yeah. you know, like, 
That's that's Mulder. That's Mulder <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> anyway, beautiful moment. I loved it. I was like trying to remember why I put this episode, these this two parter on mm-hmm. the list. And I don't remember if I when I rewatched it, I was just like so overwhelmed by that scene that I put it on. I feel like <laughs> I really liked it. When I rewatched this episode the last time, so like I guess a year at this time. I don't remember when I rewatched it, but I just like really dug this two parter. Mm-hmm. So we'll figure out if I'm into it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the scene. I, I I legitimately love it. I think it's really good. And she doesn't even realize Mulder's there. And she's like, have you been there the whole time? And he's just like, yeah. And then he's like, well, now I'm not. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> Which I made a very grumpy face in my notes for that. <laughs> and then Skinner is just like, this is a weird tape to make me listen to. Yeah. I don't really know what was going on here. <laughs> right. He's like, how am I supposed to make a report out of this? <laughs> Yeah, like, they're talking, and he's like, okay, but, like, I, can you just tell me what happened? Like, I do need to tell other people. And Mother's like, government. The government did it. That's all there is to this. <laughs> but then it's like, Skinner also doesn't know how to take this new Mulder. Because, like, no. they're like, he's like, I haven't believed you for so many years, and now you're bringing this to me. Right. And it's like... Now I don't believe you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you have convinced me in the past, and now I just can't dismiss this because of, like, the five years we've worked together. Right. I've been bullied into believing aliens exist. Right. And, like, I like this moment from Skinner because, like, I think it's, like, kind of what how everyone's just, like, no one knows how to deal with Mulder all of a sudden. And it's, like, yeah, they don't because it's, like, it's hard to take him seriously now because it's, like, you did kind of always take him seriously before whether or not you believed in like what he was talking about. But like now that he's just completely flipped on all of his not morals necessarily, but kind of it's kind of just like. Yeah. And for like petty reasons, right. like it just is pretty unbelievable. Like not that I don't believe that he's made the turn. I think it's unbelievable because like he doesn't see he seems to be doing this strictly because he's pissed. Right. It feels very much like a phase and like maybe that's because it is but it just feels mm-hmm. like a almost like a teenagery phase you know yeah yeah it's like it's kind of hard because i think as an audience member i know it's not because like you can't fundamentally shift the show like that right i mean you could but you have to be way more committed to it than like this show has been for this season right exactly so yeah it's just not believable and yeah I'm with I'm with Skinner and Scully on this. I don't believe it. Mother returns home and there's a note on his floor and it says things are looking up and he bends down to look at it and then he gets jumped by Crycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I did like this part. That was actually kind of kind of oh cute. Oh my god! I like he literally just got like ambushed by his ex. Yeah, in his own apartment. Yeah, I mean they're they're like ex boyfriends, you know. It's like kind of cute. Yeah. And this is this is fun because yeah, you know, Krychek ridicules him this for is losing my favorite to team. a man with one arm. Yep, he's like, "I beat you with one arm," and he's like, uh, "Isn't that how you like to beat yourself?" Right. <laughs> Got him. <Cox> the gun. <laughs> if those are my last words, I can do better. <laughs> Such a fun scene. Mm-hmm. And 
Crycheck is trying to do what nobody else in this episode can, and it's convince Smolder the aliens are real and they're having a war and something needs to be happened. Mm-hmm. And also they can use this war to their benefit to fight against the colonizers. Right. And the only people that seem to be interested in doing that right now are well-manicured man and Crycheck. Right. Which is like a weird alliance. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and Mulder laughs at him and he's like, I thought you were serious. <laughs> right. You were here to be serious, man. You're coming and talking to me about aliens. <laughs> what else would he talk to you about, Mulder? Come on. <laughs> and and Crycheck gets to say the tagline. He says, resist or serve. Those are your options. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Mulder, why don't you work with us? And Mulder seems pretty uninterested in it. Yeah. But before he leaves, Crycheck gives him a kiss on the cheek. A little smooch. <laughs> That's, I literally wrote my yeah. notes. Gotta give your boyfriend a little smooch before you go. <laughs> yeah, I think that was just Nick and David. <laughs> uh, but it was very cute. It was very funny. I Yeah, it's honestly my favorite part in these two episodes is that little little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> yeah. We get a shot of the alien bounty hunter. I feel like it's yep. been a hot minute since we've seen him, but he's back and he's trying to kill the rebel alien at the Air Force base. Of course. Mulder's so emotionally exhausted from having to deal with his ex that he's like sulking on the couch. Yeah. And Scully shows up and she's like, what are you doing? And he's just like, I'm just thinking. <laughs> just thinking about that kiss. Destiny, fate, how to throw a curveball. I love him. You have so many haters, but I will never hate you, Mulder. <laughs> I'm your writer at all, even when you're so incredibly wrong. <laughs> I support Mulder's rights and Mulder's wrongs, you know? Yeah. And then we get to the moment that, like, honestly irritates me at this episode is where they have Scully backtrack. She's like, yeah. I took a walk and I might be wrong. No, just no. let her believe it. No. Like, why? Why? Like, this doesn't fit her personality at all. It doesn't make any sense. Why would she why would she take all that back? She knows she was right. Like there's no right. reason for her to recount that besides the fact that like Mulder's being a dick, you know? It's like she doesn't need to do that. It doesn't make any sense. Like why would she? You don't need to have that in there. You don't need to prove the reply guy right actually. Yeah, and it's so frustrating because it's like she, like you might be like maybe she's trying to make peace, but like that's never been her deal. She right. has never shied away from disagreeing with Mulder ever. Right. If she, you wanted her to change this because it's too terrifying for her to believe this, I also don't trust that because, like, she at some point she has to accept that she was abducted, and I think she's already done that. You know what I mean? Like right. after her cancer diagnosis, she has fully accepted that like what happened to her was like mm-hmm. aliens mm-hmm. and assistance by the government. And so just having her be like, I was maybe wrong, it's just annoying it and is. pointless. Yeah. And then Mulder's also like, well, I also think I'm wrong, so <laughs> you can go back to being right for what's Scully. Gosh. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so they go to the Air Force Base. And for once, they're just trying to walk through the front door. I guess they've done this a couple times, but no fake names. Nothing. Just, I'm... Special Agent Fox Mulder, mm-hmm. and I want to go to this Air Force base. And they're like, no, obviously not. And he's like, why not? I was not told that we needed any special clearance or what. Right. <laughs> but we see another truck leaving, and it's a syndicate guy who was murdered. 
Scully recognizes him. And so Mulder jumps onto the back of the truck in very Mulder fashion. He's back, baby. He's back to himself again. And the rebel is in it. And so Mulder sees him. And the alien bounty hunter is driving. And so he stops to kill the uh, rebel alien. But then, like, a ship shows up and there's lights. And Mulder, like, pulls out his gun and, like, shoots, but probably at nothing. I thought the aliens could stop bullets, you know? Right, yeah. Totally. Uh, uh, But who who the hell knows? They probably took the rebel alien back, right? Yeah. That probably happened. Where did the alien bounty hunter go? Who knows? He's just Roman, you know. <laughs> he's it's busy. just Mulder and a bunch of uh, Air Force guys. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a, you know, a pack schedule, so he'll show up again. Yeah, yeah. He's He's got more a- rebel aliens to kill. Yeah. Marita is still comatose, but I don't think she has the black oil anymore. Her eyes aren't cloudy, but she's still kind of out of it. Yeah. And, and they like... Put Mulder in a car with Scully, and she's just like, "What happened?" And and he's just like, has his hands over his eyes. He's like, "I don't know. <laughs> I'm going through too much this year. This is not a good year for me." <laughs> and it's only March. <laughs> yeah, it's like 1997, 1998. Not his year. No. But she grabs his hand, and it's very cute. Mm-hmm. It's just like this, the tight. It's the very. It's the bare minimum of like emotional physical contact right. that Chris Carter will allow. <laughs> the coward. Yeah. No news on Jeffrey Spinner's mom and Mulder opens up an X file on it. And Skinner's like, You're you're good. This doesn't reflect on you at all. And also like you have like somebody really high up that's like very interested in you. <laughs> Your dad. <laughs> He's like, you have some friends. Skinner doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah. But he returns the letter to CSM. He's like, I don't care about my dad. Good for him. He's right for that. But like, yeah. You know, you can't be that bad of a deadbeat dad and then just like expect you to reconcile. You have more work than a letter. CSM. Right. It's, yeah. Like, honestly, like, Spender is pretty based during like this and these entire two yeah. episodes. It's funny because I hate him for like later stuff. And right. so... It's really funny because, like, he really isn't that bad in this episode. Yeah. At least two. But I'm still just like, fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) That rat face. Mm -hmm. Weasel. Anyway, we'll get into that. We'll get into a little of that. We we honestly don't get, like, a ton of spender because that's the mythology I don't want to talk about. Yeah, that's fair. So that was the episode. And we have our segments. And we start with... Agent Mulder. Shut up, Mulder. Damn it, Mulder. Mulder! Halloween was Mulder this episode. And he's he's pretty annoying. I had to give him like an 8.5. He's pretty bad. So I did all that time defending you, and I'm not taking that away from anything. But yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, also on our Twitter, I have I finally got around to making line graphs of the Mulder ratings, and I have the first four seasons. If you'd like to see that. Some um, fun if, data. If you can follow us on Twitter. It's cute. Yeah, it is cute. Yeah, I give him a nine because again, yeah. it's just like he's just it. Like they're they're making his non-believer era like him trying to be like Scully, but he's just being a dick. Like it just is annoying, and everyone's walking on eggshells around him. And yeah, 
<laughs> exactly. And next we have... So uh, this must be the enigmatic Agent Scully. Our sassiest Scully moment. Laura. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you um, whenever she hands Mulder the newspaper and says, isn't that supposed to be my picture? Or are you just having a little fun <laughs> with the whole That's, denying yeah. aliens exist? But uh, it was a good one. That's really good. I have I have two. Mm-hmm. One is actually Scully and one of them I have to mention, even though it isn't Scully. Yeah, we take honorable mentions. Yeah, the first one is when she says to Mulder, is that really what you want? <laughs> I thought that was really good. That is a good one. In like an episode where like she should have been more competitive with him and she wasn't. And it kind of drove me nuts, you know, because like I'm, I'm just like thinking of shit like uh, EBE from season one where like mm-hmm. she's just like. I respect you so fucking much, but you need to take a moment and think if people are lying to you. Right. And then this, we have her just be like, I maybe was wrong. And it's just like, no, own it. Own it. Like, stop doing this to her. Anyway. Right. So, like, that was, like, one of the only moments where I felt like she genuinely pushed back on Mulder in a very good way. Mm-hmm. And then I have to give it to Mulder saying, isn't that how you like to beat yourself? Right. Because <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. I, yeah. Krychek walked into that one. <laughs> in between being annoying and all that, he's just like, well, I'm still funny. Mm-hmm. Say what you want about me, but I am funny. <laughs> right, right. And then we have... Welcome, you've got mail. Our 90th moment. Laura? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to give it to um, still referring to Kazakhstan as the former Soviet Union. <laughs> this That one's good. Very yeah. 90s. The Soviet Union dissolved in, like, what, 90, 91? So it's, like, it's been seven years, guys. Mm-hmm. But they're like, this is for America. They don't know where Kazakhstan is, so we just got to <laughs> tell them. right. I still don't. <laughs> Central Asia. Um, we just got to uh, tell them. I knew that. Yeah. We just got to tell them, you know, former Soviet Union, and then everyone speaking Russian will make sense. Because then I did look up, okay, how much of the population of Kazakhstan does speak Russian? Because I'm sure some does. It's actually like 50-50, like, yeah, 50% Russian speaking. So a decent amount okay. of people speak Russian. That makes sense. Yeah, totally does. Um, I I honestly thought it was kind of hard. I felt like this it was, was like, it was like vaguely 90s. It was like aesthetically 90s, mm-hmm. but nothing like very stood out to me. So this one is like, not i'm not putting this in any like factional like i looked up the dates these were made or anything Mm -hmm. this is a vibe check right and the vibe check of like this really stands out to me as something old was dr verber's recliner couch (laughs) where like one end was a recliner and then there was like a couch bit yeah because like i think recliners have gone have recliners gone out of fashion i love i feel like they have I love a good recliner. Yeah, they're not really, like, hip with young people. They're kind of like an old person chair. Yes. But they're so comfortable. I think if I walked into a friend's house and I had a recliner, I would be genuinely surprised. Right. Yeah. Same. Yeah. First first of all, nobody has enough space. You have to have enough space to have a recliner. It's like a luxury in purchase and space allotted. And so every time I go home, I do insist on sitting in the recliner nice even though it's like my dad's nice. like if my dad's up doing something i'm like well i'm gonna sit here yeah my dad literally bought a recliner whenever he had open heart surgery because like he knew like and at the time he was like 
living in a place that had like two stories and his bedroom was like up this like really steep flight of stairs. And so it was mm-hmm. like, well, he needs to like sleep sitting, be able to sleep sitting up. And also like, he's yeah. not going to be able to go up those stairs <laughs> for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, my dad has a recliner, but you know, yeah. So he's almost 60. I don't think so. it's, <laughs> so I don't think it is like a nineties. I mean, this couch is right. I think, there's a recliner and then the couch combo right. with the recliner. It's a whole nother piece. Right. Because that feels like a big luxury item to me. Yeah, that's a fancy. That's expensive. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my honorary. That's my 90s outfit. It's I not exclusive it. to the 90s, but I love a good recliner. Yeah. Hello. This is current day Shelby. I had a few notes I wanted to fill in. One, sorry about the mic noise. My mic stand broke. I made do. I guess I fiddled with it more than I thought. Two, there is a hostage scene with some gun violence in Folia Do. I wanted to let y'all know it's in the first half of the episode, and then the rest of the episode kind of continues on. So I just want to let y'all know because I know that's kind of been in the news a lot, uh, like it kind of always is. So just want to give y'all a heads up. Three. Hopefully, Folie Adu comes out on the 22nd, but if it doesn't, it will come out the first week of January, and I'll try to keep us on schedule. That will be our last episode of 2022. (laughs) If Folie Adu does not come out before the end of the year, everyone have a nice holiday and a nice new year, and we will see y'all in 2023, where we will most likely wrap up the podcast. Thanks. So that was our episode, and for all intents and purposes, our last mythology, we will occasionally talk about them, but they're not this, you know, because there's, like, mythology, and then there's, like, mythology that is, like, very clearly, like, this overarching plot. Mm-hmm. So when I rewatched these for the podcast, I wasn't vibing with them as much as I was when I rewatched them for my whole show. So I'm wondering yeah. if like they kind of stick out flow wise. You know what I mean? Like maybe if you're watching the entire show, it works better. But I do think they're like, yeah, it's funny because like I think as a episode, like pulling in a lot of disparate f- threads. It actually does really well, which is kind of surprising because I think it's something they usually don't do well. Right. I actually have no problem with the plot of this mythology episode. Um, it's like not as strong, I think, as some of the mythology can be. But I do think it, like you said, it takes these different sort of plot lines and weaves them together, I think, decently well. Yeah. It's really not bad for a mythology episode. Yeah. I was just saying, it's like a they're like a very mid-level episodes for me. Like, they're not they're not bad I didn't hate it but it wasn't like spectacular at the same time you know yeah I think I think that's pretty spot on I think it's interesting to consider these like um within the context of like the other mythologies we right. watched recently of like hair invoke which I really didn't like right and like Gethsemane and like those just those just felt stuck and this one at least is like we're having the actual plots again like there's mm-hmm. new stuff to pick up and some of this stuff is important for the movie which maybe played a part in why I put this on the list because it wasn't on the list originally mm-hmm. I didn't know where I wanted to stop with the mythology and to be honest I still don't Right. so we'll figure it out as we go <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, Mulder's a believer again, I guess. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changed. It's interesting because, like, in uh, Monsters of the Week, uh, when Zach and uh, Emily were talking about this episode, mm-hmm. they mentioned thinking it could have been like a really good episode, like one episode, mm-hmm. which I, I, I think I agree with. There's like, it doesn't feel like it's dragged out, but there's a lot of stuff where it's like you feel like you could have condensed this a little bit more. Like maybe have like Kazakhstan and Skyland happening at the same time, so you just could combine those events into one or something, you know? Right, right. But, again, one of the problems with the mythology in season five is that they have to angle... They already wrote the movie, they already shot the movie. They have to get to the movie of the show. <laughs> right, right. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't hate rewatching it or anything. Yeah. My other option of things to watch before we recorded uh, was the uh, Commanders versus Texans game, which I did watch half of, and it was infinitely worse. So, <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I, I'll watch this any day of the week. <laughs> right. Comparatively, it's great. Yeah. So that was the episode. I think going forward, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how it goes, but I might have like uh episodes or not like a full on episodes, but like maybe we'll have a new segment where it's like what happened in mythology while you weren't watching. A mythology <laughs> recap. Yeah. Previously so, on um, the X Files mythology. <laughs> yeah. So we're not going to be watching the finale, the end, mm-hmm. is what it's called. So I will probably bring any relevant points before we watch the movie. Um, so if you would like to follow us on Twitter, we're Condensed Truth on Twitter. If you would like to email us, we are CondensedTruthPod at gmail.com. Um, we have some spots open for season six if anybody wants to come on. But next time, we will be talking Season 5, Episode 19, Folet à deux. And uh, we'll have a, a guest on that one, so it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. And that'll be the last episode we talk about for Season 5. Please send in questions for our bonus episode. And yeah, I think that's it. That's it. <laughs> I have not been pulling off these endings, but anyway. It's all good. Have a nice week. Have a nice have nice holidays, or have horrible holidays. I don't know what your jam is, but yes, we will see y'all eventually. If y'all if y'all celebrate uh, Hanukkah or Christmas or uh, Kwanzaa or uh, Yule, I'm pretty into Yule. Yeah, I don't know how to celebrate it, but I, I like the idea of sitting by a fire all night. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, have have nice holidays and everything and bye bye <laughs>